And we can really feel uh, that this is something totally different. Let me give you an example. When I go to the Berlin airport and go into a plane by the British Airways, for instance, if I find my seat and I'm I'm fast in my seat belt and I'm I'm really staying within the flight, it can bring me to to Vindaven. I wake up after a few hours only and wow, there is daily and uh, I can now move on to Vindaven. So I also have seen sadhana always in the same way. I enter the spiritual practice and then the spiritual practice takes me somewhere where I could not go on my own behalf. I couldn't go on my own steam, if you so wish. And this is possible because in sadhana there is a, let us say, there is a shakti that, that changes everything. Maybe some of you have heard that uh, we are giving since it's now almost 20 years annually retreats in Vindavan. And I have seen during those retreats uh, participants coming to me and saying, wow, I just experienced an effect of the spiritual practices, which I also know from, from the best, that has totally helped me to take an entirely new approach to sadhana. And I'm always sharing with them a story. Mm. Uh, there was once a very uh, licentious, sensual man. He traveled around in a theater company uh, and therefore had a lot of opportunities to meet new women. He was really uh, one of those, we could say. Mm. So once it so happened that his theater group came to a village and he was going for an evening stroll and saw a beautiful lady at the village well mm. catching water out of the, let me say, out of the well. So mm, he fell in love. Her body was so attractive for him that he followed her when she went to home. And she, she saw the stranger following her with an expression in the eyes that didn't <laughs> It was not a good expression. Mm. She went to the house, her husband was there, and she said, there's this man following me. He looked so dazed and confused. Mm. I don't know what he's up to, but certainly nothing good. So the husband 
Sebel, we are Vaishnavas, we don't want to engage in unpleasant encounters. Come with me. They left through a back entrance of the house and uh, uh, made haste. They went on and all of a sudden, as they went on, thank you, the wife turns back and there he is stalking them. Does any of our ladies had this experience that there was a man with suspicious intention of following you? And do you remember the horror maybe? So we can understand this this lady saw this 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 man who was ready to do unspeakable things. And so they fastened their step, they went they came to the river, they told all the boatsmen, unless this guy is not in his right mind, don't bring him over to the other side. And uh, they quickly went into a boat and uh, fleed over the river. And then they went to the Guru's ashram. The Guru welcomed them. And uh, he said, after some time I feel I should serve you a meal. We need three plates. What, a third person? Yes, look out of the window. And they saw dripping wet this, this pan-spitting pan theater man. <laughs> coming after them. But something had happened in his facial expression. Mm. The Guru welcomed him, set him next to the husband and served the prashadam. Uh, the man, while taking prashadam, was chanting the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna looked at the husband and I'm so fortunate, Krishna, Krishna. Yes, Hare <laughs> Krishna, said the husband. Well, what is your story? Well, uh, I crossed the river, and when I crossed the river, my whole outlook to life changed. I'm, I feel I should surrender my life to Krishna, stop playing theater and stalking ladies. Do you know what this was? What the name of the river was Jamuna. <laughs> it happened in the outer circle of Raj and uh, this man actually became a great Vaishnava poet. He used his artistic skills in the poetry of the Lord. Magic had happened to him. He had visited the holy dam, he had taken his bath in the Yamuna, and the Yamuna had displayed its potency to purify souls from sins, even despite the man. So if you get into the river of sadhana, that is my point, and you just learn to enter it as immersively, as that uh, man immersed himself in the 
in Yamuna, the sadhana will uh, display its potency, the magic of sadhana will unfold, and you will also have a miraculous uh, experience. And uh, this, of course, uh, presupposes two things. You must know how to enter your sadhana properly, and uh, you must be open to receive the potency of the sadhana. And we will be talking about this. We will be addressing the dynamics of transformation. I can imagine Nanda Gopal being very interested in this because I believe you are a coach, isn't it? For helping people to develop. So, so this is a little bit my take on it. This is the reason why I chose this Harry Potter-like title. Uh, <laughs> so let me go to England and honor uh, the literary heroes here. <laughs> uh, because I'm convinced by understanding the philosophy, but more than anything, by my own experience that it is possible to experience the transporting mag magic of sadhana. If you know these two things, you have to know how to do the sadhana and you have to open your heart for the effect to take place. Let me just establish myself with this amazing new item for my lecturing career. We call it a lecture, isn't it? Is it like this? So, yes, here we are. Anyone who has a mobile telephone, can I request you, and, and, and the weather base on it, to bring me 421.52. I repeat, I require the text, 421.52. I will give you a sign, Shiram, you, you found it? Uh, no? Or, or anyone? I will... Yes. Uh, no, not now. I mean, I count it. Oh, uh -huh. 
goes into the mantra, and the mantra goes into the mind. For practical application, you just scan with your mind each of the syllables and you absorb your mind into this. And when the mind becomes distracted, as it will, go somewhere else as it will, you just bring it back to the simple exercise to bring the sound into your mind and bring your mind into the sound. Please try one more time.
most of the time we don't chant like this. And even this time, it might have been for us slightly uncomfortable to break a habit which we have become accustomed to. It's always difficult to move away and out of what you are accustomed because that builds your comfort zone even though it's really not comfortable. And to venture into an unknown, not yet um, occupied territory. Now there is a ratio, it's called the 10-80-10 ratio, I learned it from Sutapa, mm, uh, which is there in active in organizations but also spiritual movements. There, 10% of its membership is glowing, it's inspired, motivated, identified wants to contribute and grow. This number is not interesting for us because maybe we don't belong to the 10%. There is another 10%. Those who are in the 10% are disillusioned, embittered, frustrated, disappointed, and often critical. This number of 10% is also not interesting for us because most probably we don't belong there but there is a disturbing 80% of its membership these are the people who are somehow okay with it who believe in it who have a pro forma practice they do Yes, Prabhu, I also change sometimes. Mm -hmm. But they are not on fire. When you sit with them in a car ride, they don't have questions. They don't engage any longer with the deeper subjects of Krishna consciousness. It is these 80% who do everything, but who feel nothing. And this is a percentage we need to address. Now at the outside, at the outset, we can say, but Maharaji, you and your God brothers may be in the 10%. We are here. Ooh, ooh. It's okay here. We have our birth, we have our food, we have our children. And my neighbor also is not so enthusiastic, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, why do you not tire to try to bring us to your number, the 10%? Listen to the answer. The 80% are unhappy. Only the 10% are experiencing some happiness. The Bhagavatam says, both the lowest of fools <laughs> and he who, he who is transcendental to all 
intelligence, the word Paramahamsa is used. Enjoy happiness, whereas persons between them suffer the material pains. Should I repeat? Mm -hmm. Both the lowest of fools and he who is transcendental to all intelligence enjoy happiness, whereas persons between them suffer the material pains. Yes, a fool who goes into the pub, the white bear, for instance, I read such a title and thought it was descriptive, the white bear, and they drink pints of ale and what else is available in England, Scottish whiskey. And they have a good brawl afterwards and go to the football stadium and enjoy how their team is able to maneuver an innocent ball into <laughs> 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 a goal and they, they can jump up in happiness because of this phenomenon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they feel some happiness. You can see them. We saw them. We drove by a football stadium. Who played Gokushna? Uh, Asana. <laughs> Asana. The Asana played against the Red Foods. <laughs> yes, something like that. I'm not so good at names. Please excuse me. So when the Arsenal won, or whatever is their name, they were happy. They were kicking uh, beer doses over the road. Yes. They sang spontaneously songs, they were smiling, they were not mental like some devotees. It was coming from the heart. They were happy. But uh, unfortunately, they are not going to such a happy end. And as we know, it's a mixed happiness. And wait until they come home, their wife complains about the breath bad smell from their mouths, <laughs> you know, it, it does not allow the person in the sleeping room, oh, man, hell broke, breaks loose. Mm -hmm. And the, then you find transcendentalists, uh, people who are uh, uh, absorbed in spiritual life, they are also happy. But us poor people who are in between, who are neither there nor there, <laughs> we are, suffer the material pains. Mm, anxieties, uh, experiencing that our desires are not fulfilled. So therefore, we should get to a more, mm, or at least approach, the good 10%, and that will be done not by our own strengths, but by a certain, there I say, magic or better spiritual potency which can bring us there. Now we all know, and I was briefed by the Pandavasena of Tripti that I should address this, we all know that we wish to move forward. All of you who are here, 
came with a strong desire to make spiritual advancements and to become more grounded in your Krishna consciousness. But we also know and have experienced there seems to be something that pulls us back, that holds us, that chains us. Augustinus used to say, as a Christian monk, uh, we wish to move forward, but another nature, which is even stronger than that wish, because it is nourished through long years of indulgence, this other nature uh, within me pulls me back. So, I want to go, but as if there is a rubber band tight to my doti, um, when I have moved for some time forward, the pull and force comes, becomes very, very bad. It's like a gravitational force um, that, that works. I, I require now the text 42152. As far as I remember, Srila Prabhupada addresses this point there. Dear Lord, you are situated in the pure existential position of goodness. Mm. You are glorified by your own prowess. Oh, I can find it. And Prabhupada says, one has to be raised from the platform of ignorance, we speak of the 10% of the tendencies of the 10%, one has to be raised from the platform of ignorance to the platform of goodness by devotional service. There is no other means for elevating one from the lowest stage of life to the highest stage but the execution of devotional service. My dear devotees, you can't think yourself out of a problem which has crystallized or condensed because of long, long, long indulgence. You have to act yourself out by the process of devotional service. That's how you can overcome this terrible gravitational force which is there. The Hari Bhakti Vilas informs us. I like this example because I was, a, I was a devout alchemist. Did you know this? I spent a few years of my life in uh, mid medieval European mysticism. You know, so I I knew about this example uh, that. Uh, when you set free the red lion, <laughs> that's a certain outcome and that's a force, an organizing, organizing force in nature, no? then uh, you can make lead into gold. Now this is expressed in very easy words in the Hari Bhakti Vilas. 
as bell metal, when mixed with mercury, can be transformed into gold, a person, even though not golden pure, can be transformed into a Dvija Brahmana simply by the initiation process. Now, initiation is something which every Pandava Sena wants. I want my name, I want my validation in the community with a stamp of approval from a guru and so on. But did you know that the initiation process is a process that traditionally is is only one-fifth of it is only the name. The other things are just as important. It's the Urva Pundra. You get a tilak, but what it also means is a path of spiritual elevation that goes up. See? This goes up, no? When you make it, you start to draw it from the root of the nose like this, and then you go up. That is the way of spiritual life. You go up. Then, what is it? Tapa. You do some austerities. Can you remember the austerities which we do in Krishna consciousness? Rise early. Yeah. Well, that no one does in London, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> because we go late to bed. I think I do. I go late to bed, but I sometimes manage to. Yeah, it's uh, it's early up, but it's for regulative principles. No, this is the classical thing. Um, that's tapa in the austerities which you do, and then comes yagya. You take place. I, and you take part either in a traditional yagya where you sit and offer something or you sacrifice time uh, in devotional service. And it's also sacrifice. See the sacrifice of the devotees here. Mm, I think for how many? Six months or so, devotees came every weekend. Some stayed even through the whole week. And they did this selfless sacrifice. And have you noted, it's not yet completed, but whatever they have touched looks as if it's touched by a master's hand. I, I, today, Krishna Avatar and myself took a darshan of this, what is it called, Navina, that, which, which is just under the ceiling and connects the wall to the ceiling? Cornice. Cornice, at the cornice. You should have darshan of that cornice, you know. It is very well ornamented, like, like a Greek pillar from the Acropolis in Athens. Yes, it is. Uh, no, no attention to any detail was, was overseen. And everywhere you go, you, you go and you see, oh, it's also style, style, there's so much style and all the tapestries. I think the Queen of England would become envious to see those tapestries. And it's very impressive. And, but it was a sacrifice. 
I can imagine when you that at times there was no heat there, no, no heat, no warm water. That is important on this process uh, to do this. Then Nama, Nama means you get your name, but it means also the holy name. And finally Mantra. Mantra refers to the Gayatri Mantras which you get. That is the traditional process. Mm. You get Urva Pundra, a path. <coughs> you are instructed in this path which goes up. You are supposed to refrain from certain things that have a counterweight. It pulls you the other direction. You make sacrifices. You chant the holy name and you are also accepting the name and you chant the mantra. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the process uh, uh, which is given to you. And in this way sadhana is a structured, dynamic mm, uh, that emerges when you stop material activity and where you used to put your material activities, there you put these new spiritual principles. We have prepared for you a folio and we will now see if it works. Yes, my God, this is coming close to Krishna every day. Let us stay with the left side. Let me first ask them, our Matajis, can you see or should we? You can even see there, Suchina. Good. When you have the same thoughts, you will make the same decisions, which will lead you to the same activities and the same experience, really, where you feel certain, certain things. And all this together makes the same me. I think we remember Albert Einstein who said the definition of craziness is to do the same things and expect different results. <laughs> so same th thoughts lead to same decisions, same activities, same uh, feelings and experiences, the same me. Now, you need to stop thinking the same thoughts, stop making the same decisions, stop making the same activities, and fill the gap that is created with new thoughts, new decisions, new activities, new feelings, and that makes the new blissful me. It is so embarrassingly simple that I was for a long time battling with my critical intelligence. Can I present this to the highly learned Pandavasenas? Because it's so simple. But there is magic in simplicity. Remember yesterday our talk? Uh, do you remember the experiment from Harvard University? What was it all about? Anyone remembers? Yes. There was, they had two groups of old people, they wanted to have a bit before younger. And the first group they told them to really immerse themselves in whatever they're doing in the videos and practice and it changed their physical body and their yeah. mind. The second group they didn't tell them to immerse themselves, they just kind of sat in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you remember maybe. Mm. 
Yes, they, they really went into that monastery. They really led, read magazines of, of 22 years younger, you know, the time 22 years back. They heard music, maybe they danced the dances and so on. And as they did this, something happened. There's humorous and friendly glances. Our Mr. Deep is engaged in it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, this, is, this is a simple, uh, simple thing. Some of you were here there for the Kirtan and they saw Syam Gopal, wow, and uh, Rajananda dancing. And I know if the two did not hold back, I do not know, it was too private for me to ask this, but if they went into it, they, they felt some change. This is totally normal because they did new activities. See, you don't dance like this in your personal room. By the way, I, I recommend it when the door is closed. <laughs> and no, I dance at home frequently. Um, but I always close the door so that I'm not seen as crazy. I also don't dance exactly like this. I, I sing and I... Not just so wild because I would destroy the whole <laughs> apartment, it's so small. But uh, yes, uh, you need to do something new. That's where the learning uh, appears. Uh, this is called in, in, uh, in what is it? psychological violence, you need to enter the liminal space. It is where you stop doing the old thing and you do something new and then you wait. It is said this in, in Krishna consciousness, I would like to call this like, like this, the space which you create, the gap that you create between your old life and your new life is something like the waiting room of for God. Not like the doctor, and when you visit a doctor, you are coming into a waiting room, and then after you have to be a little patient, but then the door is opened and you are ushered into the, the practice where something happens. So, so sadhana will only work if you enter that waiting room. What is a waiting room? Waiting room is not home. Waiting room is not the room where you do everything else, think everything else. It's waiting room here. Krishna Kirtan is here. I can imagine if I come to your dental clinic and I'm in the waiting room, I will be highly excited. I will hear the drilling between from the, from the closed door. <laughs> And uh, it will bring certain associations of childhood back to my memory. And I will be moving a little bit closer to the edge of the seat. And then imagine Krishna Kirtan comes out and says, Now, my dear patient, come, we will take care of your problem. No, this is, this is a little bit the sadhana um, 
the aruchi sadhana, where you don't yet have taste, is a little like the waiting room. You should be on the tips of your seat, anticipating something to happen. <laughs> Eagerness uh, should be there, and then you will uh, for certain go there. The, the most dangerous thing of sadhana, for sadhana, is sadhana. Let me repeat this. The most dangerous, or the, the greatest danger for sadhana is sadhana. How do I mean this? When you do something over and over and over again, that something gets into the automatic mm, portion of your intelligence. Like, for instance, driving. If you drive over and over again, you don't think any longer about driving. Only if some dangerous position happens, you might think for a short time about your driving. I was uh, so fortunate to go with an experienced driver to Lincoln, and I could see he talked, he phoned like anything. <laughs> What else will he do? Phone, texted, messages, and so on. Because, yes, he had become uh, an experienced driver. He didn't need to think, what do, does my right foot do, my left foot? What does my intelligence do? It was all free for more interesting occupations. And uh, only when the car came, and, uh, and you know, it came out of a side lane, and for a moment we came closer. I saw the driver uh, changing from automatic pilot into <laughs> He was really like a race car driver, absolutely focused, concentrated. Uh, and he was, that was the optimum state, he reacted absolutely correct in a, in a matter of seconds. I didn't even fear anything because I knew his reactions had sprung into function uh, and uh, yes. Uh, uh, so doing sadhana is like driving. When you do it again and again, you come on automatic uh, pilot and then at that time when you are there, you are really not there. Like my driver G, he was with his mobile telephone, he was making messages, he did even a long distance phone call to Germany, he smiled, like I have not seen him smiling for the whole journey, it was such a pleasant smile, I think it was a very nice devotee he talked with, and uh, yeah, and uh, he was really, uh, let me say, but he was not with his mind connected to driving, which is not a problem. In driving it's not a problem, as long as you keep that little, little guard alive, which who sees, okay, now it's dangerous, now you need to act extraordinary reactions are required. In sadhana, you need to be awake in order to get it, to catch the message. Without being present in your sadhana, the train will leave without you.
So let me now talk for a little bit about one item which I find is the easiest, the most effective and the uh, quickest working sadhana. I will then make an energizing exercise very soon. It will be really energizing. <laughs> you will sweat uh, in a few minutes. Um, actually, it doesn't even need a few minutes. But yes. What do you consider the easiest word to practice? Taking Pashadam. Kirtan, someone else said. I would say associating with devotees. For Prashad, I need some digestion powers. Otherwise, it becomes a, a road to illness, you know, my, my eating. Prashad uh, is still very spiritual about my body without digestion. Oops, and some of you I can see the digestion is not working so well. And um, yes, I will save you from an obs detailed observation. <laughs> so, uh, Sangha is, uh, Ramanujacharya says, and all other spiritual practices fail you. Have association with the devotees and with all this work. Mm. Uh, sangha, or association, comes from the Sanskrit definition Samyak Rupena Gamana, which means to move forward in the proper manner. Mm. When you sit with devotees or are with devotees, you move. Forward. There is, it's almost like a passive spirituality. You just are in the association. Rupa Goswami gives us the example of a crystal. When a crystal is held to a nearby object, like say a rose flower, the rose flower uh, becomes, uh, so to say, goes into the crystal. It becomes reflected there. So in the same way, when you have exalted association and don't close your heart, oh, oh he's not so exalted, um, then if you don't close the heart, it will, it will move you forward. Here, I will quote to you the verse, as the qualities of a nearby object are reflected in a crystal, in the same way the qualities of the person we associate with are similarly reflected in our heart. Therefore, in order to increase one's bhakti in, uh, in life, the wise person should take shelter of those who have the same sentiments. And I will discuss this in terms of two types of devotees. First, the teachers and then the peers. How do we associate best with teachers and then peers? And when I talk about the peers, I believe something really new will come to you 
And uh, if you try it, I, I think something wonderful will happen. I, let me just look at the wristwatch in a secret way. <laughs> Good, I would like to now see if you have any questions regarding these simple dynamics of, trans, of, of uh, transformation. Uh, my dear devotees, I have read a book called You Are the Placebo, mm, uh, where the author has uh, presented uh, a lot of scientific research on uh, how a person who just changes his thinking uh, and his approach has, has an entirely different uh, experience. He can cure uh, also diseases because when the mind gets into another place, other biochemical emissions come from the body and you can heal yourself uh, like this. But for our purpose, which is to change our whole conditioned existence and become blissful devotees. Is that the goal, to become blissful? I would say devo devotees, no? real devotees. Then uh, uh, we need to start with new thoughts. Therefore, you will see uh, on the next slide uh, uh, um, how to do that change into the Nomi, you need to apply Krishna's loving message. And he has four tips really to give us. Manmana, that is, think of Krishna. Matbhakta, you become Krishna's servant, you act in service. Majaji, you know, there is the word yakya also in it. You worship Krishna. And Mam Namaskuru, you bow down to Krishna. My dear devotees, since I am uh, in Krishna consciousness, maybe not from the beginning, but um, I was asked to translate the uh, Prabhupada's English Gita into the German version, and I stumbled across this verse in my uh, translation work, and I have put it on a piece of paper, and I'm trying every day to think of Krishna, to do something which is really only meant to serve uh, Krishna, not to make me look better in the Facebook, no, uh, to worship Krishna and to actually also bow down to Krishna. Mm -hmm. I've boiled this even more down into three S. Every day I took read the Shastra so that I can I remember Krishna every day. I try to have Sangha, even in lockdown times. I phone people, or in the ashram we have devotees. So there was the devotees. And then I do my sadhana. No? Good, but I don't want to stay really so much here. I want to go, we can mm, talk. How do we have Sangha? With teachers and his peers. First of all, we get so many scriptural proofs how by approaching saintly persons mm, the whole life 
changes. Uh, remember our example of Mani Griva and what's his name? Nala Kubera and Mani Griva. These two were really drunken devatas. <laughs> they would bathe with many ladies in the heavenly Ganga and the ladies, you know, they were they were dressed in a way to how to say it, to have sense gratification. You know? So they stumbled uh, on the saint Lipas Narada Muni and it says approaching such a person is like approaching fire. When you approach fire you there's light, there's warmth. Mm. So in the same way when you come together with a saintly person there is hope because it gives you some type of closeness to Krishna. Mm. Sutapa Prabhu, whom I personally appreciate very much, he says, when we are at a point in life where we question meaning, where we question purpose and the future, the right association and consequently the right guidance is of utmost importance. Mm. But you need to know with whom you want to associate and from whom you want to get this guidance. And here, I think, is the first pause which I wish you to make. Mm. Uh, what do you really expect when you have saintly association? The person should know me. The person should also love me. He should be affectionate towards me. And he should be in a position that he can help me. No? Look out when you look for teachers and we don't always you know, need to find these only in our gurus and so on. There are so many good advanced devotees, but they need to know you before they can give a good piercing, or piercing means penetrating or relevant is the English word, instructions to you. They should also love you. There should be some affection. Uh, they should not judge you or, or despise you. For, and they should be in a position to, to help you. How should you associate with the teachers? I've often said, water flows only when the water comes like in this thermos from a higher level and the receptacle must really go into a lower level like this cup here. Submission must be uh, taken if you want to learn. A submissive state of mind. And again, that's only possible when you feel this person knows me, he loves me, and he can help me. Otherwise, submission will not work. You cannot artificially do this. I know of a devotee who had taken performer as a master. 
Now, when he, but it was not a well-considered uh, choice. So when the time came for the devotee to give up his body, he was asked, do you want to see the spiritual master? He said, no, because I don't think he loves me. <coughs> you can only get a real benefit from someone who knows you, who loves you, and who can help you. Very, very, very important. This is a Rupa Goswami, no? In Madhya Lila, we find this. This is how, because only then can you approach them in a submissive state of mind, with respect. Then only you want to give service. You will try to please them. Mm. Mm. You, you, will, you will listen to their lectures, not because you must, and because he might ask you, did you listen to my lectures? No, you want to learn to them from them. It is automatically jumping out of your heart and so on. I would like now to request you to turn to a neighbor which you have And then take a moment time to remember how a senior devotee who know and was knowing you, who loved you, and who could help you, and gave you guidance that was impactful. I hope you can remember such moments because these are the treasured moments in our lives. Maybe you think a little, and as you think, you can start to make your way to turn to the devotee. So we're looking for a moment that we can remember where we felt a teacher, a senior devotee, gave you guidance, and it was impactful. It could be also that you listen to a lecture of Prabhupada and wow, that went right in. Mm -hmm. Please. I once heard it was again in a, in a lecture of Sutapa and mm, what great teachers are. The, the somewhat good teachers educate you, the better teachers, they engage you. you know somehow get you from your passive state and they help you to become active. The still better teachers will motivate you, but the best teachers, I like this very much, they empower you by their blessings. They, they give you something that it is possible for you to do this. So therefore when you have uh, uh, your exalted spirit masters are there. You should see how you can obtain blessings from them. And the very, very good way is to please them with your service. It may not be service which you do for their person, like let us say cooking something or 
washing clothes or, or something like this. It's uh, and it's a service that is often given away, um, but you can uh, find great opportunities to serve in the, the mission which they have. And I know all my god brothers. They have the same purpose. They want to serve Srila Prabhupada and his mission. So, so by pleasing them in, in that, you will get blessings. And the blessings that's something quite, uh, quite uh, natural. I think I told you in the past, I had been in the London Solar Street and there was a devotee um, who was known to hunt for the blessings of another devotee. He would do so by uh, going down and, and somehow doing something with the feet. I forgot if he was touching the feet or bringing them to the head. I don't know. But, but so there was this elder devotee, you know, this devotee who did not uh, feel that this is appropriate. It was done also in a little, um, do you know this English word, boisterous way, you know? Not, not so serious, you know, you know, like almost a stumble game, you know, which makes you stumble. Anyways, he became this, this devotee, nectar hunter devotee, became so um, temperamental that eventually he broke the feet of that devotee. Really, in the joint. I don't know if he broke, but he dislocated the joint. It's bad enough, you know, because it's painful. <laughs> That's not how you begin. we can collect blessings by force. <laughs> um, doesn't work like this. We have to satisfy. And then something emanates from the heart of that superior Vaishnava, that teacher. And you will feel all of a sudden, oops, the obstacles, where are they? They're no longer here. What, what, I'm so inspired. My God, I, even I get up at the proper time. What is wrong here with me? What, or what has changed with me? Not wrong. What has changed with me? Yeah, you have gotten some blessings. No? So, so uh, yes, these blessings are also, you can call them empowerment. Mm -hmm. so, that, uh, so great teachers educate. Greater teachers engage and inspire. Still greater teachers may motivate you, but the real ones, the, the superior class, a whole different category, is they bless, and they bless you. Yeah. You can learn from teachers by listening to their lectures, following their example, asking them all kinds of questions. That's the first category of Sadhu Sangha, no? teachers. We learn from them, we try to have in some way close. Now I will come to the dark chapter, the difficult chapter, the peers, those who are on our level. I, to this day I remember uh, how these relationships can be sometimes tainted and there was one devotee uh, 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 Rupa and Nanda 
then they did a show, the Rupa Nanda show. Or was it Rupa Nanda or Nanda Rupa? Who was there for that amazing show? It was an unforgettable show, you know? Because it showed a great problem that we all have in our heart. We become envious of the success of others. It was, it was both hilarious, but it was so deep, so profound, so pointed, that I think at the moment of my death I will remember the number Rupa show and right after this hopefully Krishna <laughs> because uh, when we learn about our mistakes that's not enough we have to become what the heart needs to be filled with, with um, happiness now, now I would like to introduce to you a method which I will express in an unknown vocabulary because otherwise if I speak the known vocabulary you will go on automatic pilot oh yes I've heard this uh, my devotee between everyone with whom you talk or interact in you, there is a space. I would like to give Gokrishna as an example because he, he knows me well and he's, I think he will be okay with it. I won't go too intimate, I mean, what is the word, too personal into it, but I must be a little personal. The space which is there now in physical measurement is about, what would you say, 4 meters, 21 centimeters, let's say. Mm. It's a guess. I, I don't know. We have not reversed this. Um, but there is another space which is more, much more personal. It is when I do something in this space, he will either laugh, his heart will warm at times, or I could put something in this space, like I could tell you a very confidential secret that he is not comfortable with to be known by everyone. It's Krishna has only good things that that is. Mm. But still, he would say, why did you tell this? Um, you know, the way you fill the space between two people, or you and another people, will totally decide the quality of the interaction. When you meet someone, and you have a neutral relationship with them, if you then fill the space which is there by a kind not and you wish in a warm, in a warm sound of, of the voice, you say, a jolly good morning. <laughs> Do we say in English? <laughs> we can say. In Deutsch. 
Einen wunderschönen guten Morgen. Yeah, I think you can hear by the sound. Not just good morning, he really means Einen wunderschönen guten Morgen. The neutral person is likely to come for a moment out of his neutral position and say, I wish you the same. I have tried this many times when I walk and I meet strangers um, whom I've never met before. And for instance, I will say simple things like, do you notice the spring is in the air? Soon there will be flowers. And the person goes, wow, yes, spring is the best time. And he will get out of this neutral position and he will respond in kind in the same way. Uh, now, if I, could, if I fill that space with disregard or I do something socially unacceptable, like pass very loud air, <laughs> like Russell Brand, you know, with a crow and the person will go, and it would be a different relationship. The way you approach the space that is with, with you, between you and another person, will yield uh, corresponding fruits, either immediately or after some time, or after 50 years, or after 70 years. I mean, uh, it's not about 50 or 70. After a long time, it's about that. There are a very, very, very good amount of research, and I even know myself. In my life, there's one devotee who 30 years ago acted very hurtful towards me. And still, after 30 years, now I'm old and I shouldn't care. But when I see that person, I go um, and act very politely, but never personally. Because the fruit is still, is harvested still. Uh, he did something, I don't think he meant so, so, so bad. I, I've seen this over the years. He, he, was, in a, he was maybe not thinking about it how I would receive what he would. It was a mixture of talking and acting. No? But all I can say, although my personality is not that I remember things for a long time, I like to forget, especially hurt and pain. I don't want to carry this with me. But still, it was an almost, you could say, visceral, means physical, uh, memory that, that, that started or uh, began at that moment and that stayed with me for this long time. So what you put into the space which is there between you and a person, you could call the space maybe, let's create a new word, interactional space. No? That will 
decide what will come out with you. Even if you have a difficult person, if you control your mind for a moment when you act with them, and and do something that is appropriately, it must be appropriately, you must be able to understand it correctly or get it, uh, encouraging maybe, or encouraging is you have to be very careful, don't encourage the difficult person, they will become more angry with this, but something polite maybe, or something uncomplicated, but something from the heart, not this English language, how are you? Not, you know, and not meaning the question. Are you doing fine? You don't think about it when you ask this question. So that's not that, that doesn't ring very good in the in the person whom you are addressing. But something genuine that you can 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 share or give and so on. And you will see amazing changes even with the difficult. It's, it's almost like putting chemistry <laughs> into the brain of another person. Through your words and actions you do this, and it, it changes the, the chemistry between you. It, it's really magical. Mm. We will soon do an exercise. Uh, you, I think, have heard there were many lectures which you received on investments in relationships and withdrawals. Investments expand your mind and expand the mind of another. They bring sattva. Like if you genuinely wish well, if you're genuinely happy for the success or advancement of another person, if you genuinely forgive, <coughs> if you genuinely share, even if it's one minute, if you're trusting, friendly, all this encouraging, gentle, you can say so many things, is doing one thing. It expands the mind and brings sattva. But there are rajasic forms of interaction, uh, which are withdrawals. You're selfish, you're envious, you're angry, you're mistrusting, blaming and, and blah, blah, blah. You, you have heard this many times. In the, Principle is very easy, we, we don't need many examples. At that time, you bring rajas and tamas into the relationship and it cannot widen. There is no scope really for growth. There is no scope for the good uh, or desired uh, interactions which are trusting and uh, or help to, to open the space for genuine sharing. Mm. One should really learn how to associate with the devotees. And I would like to give this as a tool. Think of the interactional space. What, what do you think? It's like I'm really doing it in two steps. First, I think, like yesterday, I met a wonderful devotee who is very dear to my heart. And I had not seen him only on video call, video call, whatever that's called, uh, but not really, um, I had not seen. And so I came out of the car and I immediately said, please show me that, 
please show me the, what do you say, the facility and this and that and so on. And then I noticed, wait a minute, uh, I've just put my agenda into the interaction space. It's not a problem when you know someone, but I said, I don't want to be like this. I, I changed the tone and the whole thing and said, oh, well, it's so nice to, to meet you after two years. And immediately the atmosphere was on a more personal level. It is, it is magic. You just think of the space that is the physical space between you, and then you go one step deeper and move into the interactional space. Yes. Um, I want to do now a meditational exercise on this, and this will be the end of this class. Wow, we are absolutely in time. I can't believe it. And then we have 15 minutes for questions and answers, and we will end on time. Yes? Are you ready for your meditation? No? Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Or are you texting? <laughs> okay? Do you want it to be advanced or beginner stage? You know, one can, one can click options. I will do something in the middle. So we will learn to create a space between ourselves and another person and we will put it, put the space with words or actions <coughs> I'm sorry, that we feel are expanding a satvic um, mode between us. Okay? Do we need more oxygen? Krishna Ketan? Maybe a little, but if we open that, then it bites into the shoulder muscles. Maybe they're going to charge this door. Otherwise, Nita Kirtan, you will get a spasm in the right shoulder. We need you for Kirtans. Mm -hmm. I will not do a, 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 a long relaxation period because I sense some of you were up late yesterday and we don't want to lose you. <laughs> I would like you to just sit tall and we rest your hands on your knees and we will do a simple breathing exercise. <coughs> on an exhale we will come forward, I will do it for you. On an inhale we bend back, it's called Vastrika Pranayama, but very gentle. Okay, please watch me. You do it first an inhale while you like this. Please watch me. This is inhale. Oh, a good inhale. Oh, Jagan Charan, you have supplied us with oxygen, right? 
there, leave it again. Gently move forward. Please do this for a moment and just focus on your in and outgoing breath. Let's start with a gentle inhale. Move forward on an exhale. Upright on an inhale. Forward on an exhale. And so on. Please do on your own. Try to deepen. <coughs> oh my God, it's so good. Deepen your inner. And tell them to please tell you what is going on in their minds in relationship to you. Tell them that you are absolutely open to hear what they think in relationship to you.
person share his mind with you. And very soon, when you hear the signal, respond. But this time, respond being aware of the space which is there between you and that person. What is going on in the space? How developed is the relationship? Be considerate. Don't just talk what comes out of your mind, but establish an interactional space and try to say something subtle that that expands the mind of the other person, that moves you forward in your relationship. Not something rajasic or tamasic. Start now, please. So my dear devotees, in summary, we heard a little bit about the transformational dynamics. Uh, we um, uh, heard how the processes of devotional service have a certain shakti. And to be very precise, it's described to be gladini, joy, and some bit, knowledge. <coughs> and uh, it's not COVID, by the way. <laughs> and uh, we have heard about the easiest process of devotional service. It is Sadhu Sankar. Remember, Ramanuja's Charya's very beautiful statement that when all other sadhanas uh, fail you, be in the Sangha of devotees, and we have uh, heard about Sangha in relationship to teachers or superior devotees who can inspire or motivate us in some ways who are his teachers, and also we have spoken about Sangha with peers. In that realm, we have heard about something I don't know how new it is for each single one of you, but uh, I know that some of you will be benefited by applying this this space, huh? putting something into the interactional space and, and, and changing the biochemistry of the, the relationship by this. I will, um, so, but my main point, my dear devotees, about sadhana or spiritual practice is mm, to 
I would almost go so far as to say, break an old pattern. Be in the beginner's mind. For then the retreats are very good and I can imagine that in, in, as this place comes up, that we will be able to offer also rooms to you so that you can get away on a personal, uh, in a personal way. Yeah, I have not yet explored, but James is there and both of us are walking human beings, walking species. We will try to go the, explore the you know, way around. Mm -hmm. You can come to a little piece. It's, isn't it? It's a little island. And some of you I know are fearful when they don't hear the sounds of the town. Uh, <laughs> there is auto, uh, there is auto noise nearby, so no need of, of confronting existential fears. <laughs> You're looking at me and I'm looking uh, curiously at you. Uh, was that okay? Was it, uh, did you get something from it? Good. Yes, sometimes one needs a little pet on the back. Thank <laughs> 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 you. You are a psychologist, so you know. <laughs> Good. Any questions, my dear devotees, which you have? Yes. I saw first our... Um, don't tell me your name. Vashana Devi Dasi. Vindamani. Also, I was in the right area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Vindamani. Yes. Excessively, there are a lot of 
names uh, throughout first. And now to not slip, let it slip away, I have a practice, I read every day, even on the retreat, I have a book with Vindavan related uh, discussions, but when I'm uh, in not such a busy atmosphere like here in this England tour, I'm uh, reading and, and working. I'm, I'm a little bit, I like to write my thoughts down and research and working on, on uh, um, exploring the verses of, of, of the Goswamis. So this helps me to really think of Radha and Krishna, to explore them, to, get, to, to look up here, to look there, some references. And this is, uh, keeps me, so to say, in the Vidavan spirit. So let me, uh, Vindavani, let me extract the principle. So you can do something which you feel is something you need to work on. May It could be something simple that I want to have better Vaishnava relationships. And let me work on this and let me try now this tool with a relational space. It's, it is, I can have faith, it is in our philosophy. I can put gifts into this space. I can reveal my mind in confidence or ask the person if he wants to talk or she wants to talk in confidence. No, I can invite devotees over for prasadam and, and see how I fill this space. And I'm giving one example. So the reason why devotees mm, uh, cannot hold their epiphanies, ep epiphanies, you know, uh, peak experiences, is that they don't do anything that relates with them to this. Quite the opposite, they slip into the same activities and therefore the same decisions and the same feelings and fill their inner space with the same. So you need to put something in there that is very realistic and therefore I gave you an example, like I'm reading this text and then I have another text there, then I have my notebook, then I have my pen, I have a proper notebook, not like you, who have these artificial notebooks, computer notebooks. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so I write down and, and I engage my mind in it, because everything starts with the thoughts. Let us not be an illusion. We can dress someone up like a devotee. His name was Michael, now he is Madhusudan. If he keeps the same thoughts, if he is not working on his mind, he will be Michael in disguise, not more. And the disguise will break down sooner or later, because no one, I mean, it's fun to be in a, in a, in a what is it called, um, a, a, a ball of masks for, for some time, but you can't exist in a ball of masks. You have to, um, so you need to work 
you need to do subtle archaeology, uh, subtle design, you know, that is in your mind. Hearing, chanting, and so on. But it needs to be practical. Like, poor, Dominic, that this project which I described to you, I just paused myself. When I'm, I've finished my rounds, then I'm sitting down. It takes me two hours uh, because there's so much uh, knowledge. And I'm two hours engaged in Radha and Krishna and not in telephone calls and Facebook and all of this. It's bliss. But it has to be practical. This is even with a pen and a pen. You know, something really practical. You need to get down and dig the earth of your personality. Hare Krishna. So there's Nanda Gopal. Yes. Thank you, Maharaj. Yes. It's a point you made that you were referring to something superficial about the 10%, where we all feel very fired up and enthusiastic. And then over time, we can slip into the 80%, mm -hmm. where there is some stagnation in our spiritual progress. I was just thinking about the triggers in order to get back to the 10%. And the easy way is a change of environment, a change of service, a change of association, something external. But when that is not possible, how do you find that extra juice in when everything else is the, is the same? Yeah. In the dynamic of change, we know that the greatest changer is a crisis, a catastrophe, a fallout, a divorce, a dark night, a severe surgery and a slow recovery. And that, that we know and has the impact for. Now, no one of us wants to go for that. I hope not that anyone is so desperate. And I, don't, I doubt that if you set these up, you know, that they will work. What, let us ask the question, what is it in these, <coughs> uh, in these moments of crises which, which make change so easy? It's often that an old world crashes, an old world goes goes away and a new world uh, has to start otherwise you, you don't survive so the next question could be could we somehow take the principles without <laughs> the impactful principles without the situation and I have an answer to you a personal answer to you Nanda Gopapich is working for me. It's working with this, I want to say, I'm in the process. I listened to a Jabba retreat by a godbrother of mine, Mahatma Prabhu, and he said, in Jabba, we have to unplug. From Maya's word, and uh, Plug into Krishna's word. Look at this instrument, Ragini. Say, I do not like this sound, or it is disturbing. 
Now I have two possibilities. I can lower it. Watch me lowering it. But most properly, the way the Ragini is constructed, it will come back. This is with our mind. We can lower the mind up with self-help tools, with so many things, and some work very good. We don't want to be ignorantly deprecating them. But very often, given the te testing situations, Now, consider this. <laughs> I have unplugged <laughs> the thing. Hey, hey. If the Ravani could now speak to me, it would say, your problem is per with me is permanently settled. <laughs> I have no problem. So how do you unplug your mind from the material world? Unfortunately, it's not so easy. <laughs> that uh, I don't think works. But what works is, um, I, uh, uh, if you plug yourself in it, I am convinced. Now this is a very personal answer, Nanda Gopa, that the holy name is that. Uh, Item where if I plug into the holy name and just hear it and then move a step further, chant with devotion to Krishna, devotional expression. Then without me noticing it, all of a sudden I'm somewhere else. I have seen this work with also very simple ones and also with devotees who are absolutely the opposite of being deep thinkers. Uh, if they go into this and take this serious, it seems they enter a train that brings them to another area. So that is mm, my conviction. But for the chanting to work, you have to throw a bomb on Aham Mameti. You have to, to destroy this connection to I am the sannyasi, Sanchinandra Swami, and my, and I have a new, my new blanket, and so on. You need to see yourself as a spiritual soul, and then this is, um, but this is not enough, this is only a directional use of your intelligence. The transformative thing happens when you bring a superior power to it. Prabhupada talks about this. God, I have everything here. He said, in every transformation, the last finishing touch is the glance of the Lord, who acts as a painter does when he mixes different colors to transform them into a particular color. I'm so much convinced that only by the help of God Krishna when he applies his last finishing touch by mercifully looking in my direction and then the right transformation into a particular color can take place. This is, by the way, uh, you might like to read it, it's in the Bhagavatam 3, 5, 
76. I received this only yesterday, this quotation. I was very happy with, with it. Mm -hmm. So, you have the process, chanting, but then you appeal quite desperately for the mercy of Krishna. You, you have, it has to be real. I tried so many things, and it doesn't, it seems to not work. I'm not very advanced. I have to come to this. Please, you please look mercifully in my direction. So, good. Yes. Nanda Gopa, I want to uh, uh, think even more about it. I'm, I'm, you know, the way I think about it is I develop a seminar about it. But this is really the question. How do I not think big? And by the way, we are up against formidable enemies. We are physically programmed to think back because we have certain neural pathways or deeply ingrained thinking and acting habits and we are always pulled back to them. So it's, it's a serious transformation of work and I can only really say you must create a gap to what you did to yourself and fill this gap with something different, with spiritual things. Therefore, this little drawing, we can leave it up. Really, my dear boys, I know it's simple, and please don't, don't think, yeah, he never went to school. That's why we can see such a simple model <laughs> there. Uh, uh, we can pull it, you can make a photo shot, and if you think about it deeply and apply it, you will see miracles. We will have it if you wish to make a, a photo in it, but I think most of you don't look at your photos. Maybe make them and Yama means rule transformation First of all, very, very much. Tomorrow, <coughs> tomorrow, let me see. Oh, tomorrow is my favorite session. But it's a surprise, I can't say. <laughs> I thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.